This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 563, brought to you by Harry's. Get a limited edition holiday shave set while supplies last. Free shipping ends on December 9th, so act now. Make sure you enter iFanboy at checkout for $5 off. That's harrys.com, code iFanboy. And iFanboy listeners just like you. Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Fun for all. That children call their favorite time of year. Snowflakes in the air. Hello, welcome to the iFanboy Pick the Week Podcast, episode 563, the Giving Thanks edition. My name is Ron <laughs> Richards, and I'm here with Connor Kilpatrick. Hello. And Josh Flanagan is celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday in Kuala Lumpur, so we hope that he does not get arrested. Um, right. So there you go. Uh, he's also he's also on assignment. Very very important assignment in Kuala Lumpur. Uh, you know, just like you know, just like Elvis. Just- <laughs> 
By the way, that took off way faster than I thought it would. Just, I'm just it would. <laughs> we can't drive it into the ground, though. I know we can't. All right, so we are we are iFanboy, and we love comics. Every week we read a stack of comics, and one of us picks their favorite book that week and call it the pick of the week. Uh, then we talk about that book, some other books. We talk about some other fun stuff. We hear from you, the listeners. Uh, we give out dumb superpowers to our patrons. Uh, we have a fun time. Uh, we have a lot to be thankful for this year, so we're going we're gonna to enjoy this, Connor. Let's make sure we enjoy it. All right. Um, uh, and in order to enjoy it, we want to warn you that uh, we're going to talk about what happens in the comics. So there's going to be spoilers. So uh, if you haven't read your comic books yet, you might want to press pause, come back after you read them, or just be warned that we might talk about your favorite comic book and tell you what happened. Uh, so exercise some caution on listening. Uh, this week, Connor, you had the pick. And there was a couple of moments here where I was not sure the show was going to happen. Um, whoa, whoa. This these, is news, news to me. <laughs> these, these Thanksgiving shows are always tough because the books come out on Wednesday. That's usually when you're traveling somewhere and then you're with, with family members. You don't really have time to read. And anyone who was in the uh, patron chat uh, hangout this week, this past week, knows that I hadn't read the books from two weeks ago when I was on my off the show. Yeah. And, of course, now in the new DC world – Two weeks lines up uh, with following two weeks, so I had a lot of double reads this week. Yeah. I had a lot of catching up to do, and that's really whose um, who's, who's fault? Whose fault is that? Oh, my fault, totally. Yeah, and okay. I had about, so I had about thirty books to read total. Um, ended up picking Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number nine, Robert Venditti, Rafa Sandoval, and the reason being, uh, eight and nine having read, read it, having read them together made me so happy. Uh, once. Starro and Brainiac showed up, I started basically cheering because <laughs> the one thing we talked about for years with Green Lantern is that all they do is fight the other Lantern Corps and nothing ever happens. Right. And here, here we finally have some other cosmic threats. You know, the Green Lanterns are fighting Starro. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. That's what I've been looking for basically since the Green Lantern, the, the Sinestro Corps War. Some, some, something, something else going on out there in the world other than the other other evil uh, lantern corps. So and, and and the and the that what seems like every issue gathering of green lanterns led by John Stewart going, "Come on!" and they don't do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not very good. They're not very um, good at all. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just happy to spend time with these characters. And also, as we said a couple of issues ago, uh, when it seemed like Hal Jordan sacrificed his life to to stop Sinestro, his name's in the title, he's not dead. Uh, he's now the only negative I have to say is about this book is that he is in the emerald uh what is it called the emerald the, space uh, or what is it the emerald zone emerald space yeah which is very similar to speed force yeah very similar to the phantom zone and very similar <laughs> yeah, it's just, basically the emerald space is where green lanterns go when they die in the surface of the of the lantern um and in in that space he is he is talking and hanging out with Abin sir of course, the Green Lantern who gave him his ring originally, and very much like when the Flash would go in and talk to other Flashes or Barry Allen back when he was dead, and it seemed very like, okay, are we all getting a a special purgatory we get to go to when we die here? But because that's great, um, yeah. The em- it's the Emerald Space. Yeah, it's the Emerald Space. It's okay because you know these are these are revolving doors for when characters die, they don't die, right? So what? It's put them in a purgatory. And it's yeah. easy to pull them out again. It makes sense that way. It just it was a little like, so we're doing the Flash thing. Okay, fine, whatever. I moved on from that. And, so. and, and but also, but the, but the, I thought that this issue not only had Starro and and Brainiac and all that stuff, but and it had the Abensur reveal was very dramatic, and yes. and then as if one dramatic reveal wasn't enough, there's a big reveal at the end too. Right. So one. So you have the Green Lanterns book, which is about the two new Green Lanterns, and basically you have. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, which is about all of the other ones. So you've got Hal Jordan, you've got John Stewart, you've got Guy Gardner, and at the end we add in Kyle Rayner too, who is the White Lantern. I guess will be the one who gets Hal, Hal out of the green, the Emerald Space. But here's a question for you, Connor. Much like yes. the Flash, much like the Flash and Robins, are there too many Green Lanterns? <sighs> no, because they're a core. They're they're core, but there's now now we're up to. Hal, John, Guy, Kyle, Simon, Jessica. Okay, you're right. When you put those all of them together, we got six Earthers, right? Two eight one four is very well protected. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot, ha- a lot happens in two eight one four. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, but I, I just love this book. It's this, it's this grand old space adventure. Um, you're right. The, the most of the characters led by John Stewart are just constantly racing from one sector to the other, not really doing anything. But in the meantime, you have. I, I thought Guy Gardner's been really fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked. You know, Hal's one of my favorite characters, so I, I like him. I don't really like Kyle Rayner, but I haven't seen him in this White Lantern role, so I'm kind of interested in what happens there. So. There's a lot of really fun space adventure happening here, and what have we been saying for the last five years is basically right. we just want fun space adventure out of the Green Lantern books, and uh, this is what I'm finally getting again. And I'm happy I haven't been, you know, I haven't really read these books in a long time. So when they're good, I get really excited. And uh, the Starro are creepy. The Starro oh, have yeah. always been creepy. They have, you know, they attach to your face like, you know, like octopus, and that's a weird. It's a creepy image when you see the whenever you see the the crowd shot of everyone with the star on their face. That's for sure. Yeah. There's something very visceral about it, yeah. and they're they're cool because they were the they're an old school villain. They were the they were the first people that the Justice League ever fought. And yeah, there's a there's a great variant cover this week by Kevin Nolan with the star on John Stewart. Ke- Kevin uh, Nolan's been doing like cover. He's been doing covers for DC and for Marvel because he's been doing those covers for Doctor Strange. Yeah, and like, and it's like, oh, it's making me really want a Kevin Nolan book, but that, that's that's not <laughs> the point does. of this. But he's great. No, yeah. but he's one of, it's part of it. He's one yeah. of the variant covers. Um, yeah. This I just had a lot. This was a this was the one two punch I had the most fun with this this week amongst my thirty books. There's a lot. I actually I read a lot of really great books this week, um, but when a Green Lantern book is good, it's I'm really happy. Also, it's not. We're going to talk about the Flash later, right? We'll get into it more then. Yes. But yeah. It's, it, it's relatively stable on the art side. Yeah, I mean, a couple of artists working these working this particular series, but it doesn't feel as whiplashy in quality as the Flash book does, and that helps a lot too. Rafa right. Sandoval's really. Yeah, and and I mean, if anything, my criticism of these Green Lantern books has been the byproduct of not figuring out a pace with the double shipping. Because right. this particular book—that's why I, I was surprised when I saw the you you posted the the pick was this, and I was like, oh, really? Because um, I hadn't read it yet. But um, and then I went to read it, and then as soon, I, I was like, okay, I get it. But um, but the I, I feel as if Venditti's having a hard time with the twice a month shipping schedule because this book much like many of the other dc books but this one more than any of them i feel as if has been spinning its wheels a lot um you know and we joke about the the shot of the green lantern core flying through space with john leading them but like the last like six issues have been just like i feel like i've been reading the same issue over and over again um and like little incremental things happen so this was great to see like a lot of stuff happen in this issue and push things forward um so yeah it's it's definitely going in the right direction Who is this um, Green Lantern, or is it even a Green Lantern? The 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 one who sends out the vibrations that, that defeats Starro. I don't know the the blind one. He says he, his 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 race are blind, but they hear things. That was really cool. That was very uh, clever. And you know. but I just I, I just noticed now even that he doesn't have a Green Lantern logo on his chest. He's got a Bell logo on his chest. Oh, weird. And he has his own he has his own little um, you know oath. Yeah, that ends with my beware my power the F sharp bell, which is super <laughs> cheesy, but whatever it works. Um, is he a Green Lantern? Is this some other thing? I assume he is. I, I assumed he was a Green Lantern that I just had never heard of. But he gets to have his own logo. Uh, well, maybe he, he he's his 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 special power is branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, so. if you're a Green Lantern fan, I think between this book and Green Lanterns, it's a really good time to be. Uh, to be a Green Lantern fan, yeah, and uh, uh, I think this 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 tier of DC books, your Green Lanterns, your Flashes, uh, which wasn't strong yeah. even a year ago, are much, are much stronger now. Yeah, and yeah, I think they, DC's better for it. They, yeah, I think they bolstered the lineup. I don't, you know, like even the newer, you know, I, I bring up the question as if there are too many Green Lanterns, but the Simon Jessica book is is uh, that's gotten better. You know, like that yeah. that's good. You know, with the crazy, you know, the Phantom Ring and that that's that sort of stuff. So like, yes. I'm I'm having fun reading the Green Lantern books, which is the whole point of it. So uh, another big release this week, AD After Death Book One from Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire out of Image Comics, and this is what is this? This is well, I, well. It's funny because I wasn't sure if this counted for our format because right. because this was thick. 
It was like what, like eighty pages or something like that. Like it's 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 a you know it's a prestige size you know well, kind of magazine format. Magazine format, like- yeah. And this is this is Scott Snyder and Jeff Lemire's collaboration that was announced years ago, and it was you know and it's basically merging because um, as we uh, we've talked about before, Scott Snyder before he became King of Batman was a yeah. was a, a prose writer was you know short stories and novels and novelists and novellas and things like that. And so, um, in this, he's writing a prose story that Lemire then is illustrating, right. uh, and, you know, and they're, they're very good friends. So good collaboration, that sort of thing. But yeah, this is not, I mean, th- this reminds me every now and then, remember the, the Grant Morrison, uh, prose yes. books that have came out over the years. This, I mean, this is just like that where, you know, well, one of those was pick of the week, the Batman, one of the Batman yeah, ones. I remember that. One. Um, yeah. Yeah. this is like the Venn diagram of a comic, a trade and a magazine. And it's that spot in the middle. Yeah. Where you had long segments that were traditional comics, you know, word balloons, you know, action between panels, and then you had other sections that were just um, long, long pages of text with an illustration attached to it. Yeah. And um, what did you think of this? Um, well, I thought it was good from what I read because due to the holiday, I only got about a third of the way through it. <laughs> um, and and that, and that's not that's not because it's not any good. It's just because I'm I was just up against the wall in terms of time, yeah, totally. and I didn't know. Like I was like, are we going to do a book explode on this? Are we going to talk about it in the pow? Like and then then when you sent the the rundown, I was like, okay, I guess we're talking about it. But um, you know, I mean, like I I want to sit down in front of the fire this weekend and just read it like a book. Well, it's interesting because it you know it, this, it's called book one. Book two comes out next month, like a comic. So. Yeah, which is weird. Um, I, would, I guess we'll consider it a comic. I I would have spaced it out, um, yeah. but I, I understand why they're doing that. Probably because they're releasing it like a periodical, and so like with retailers, they don't want to have the orders die. So yeah, so I guess they're they're just they're just gonna put it all out. Um, because the vast how, majority of this is 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 written like traditional comic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah the majority of this is that prose is prose. So now the book is weird. I know you've only made it a third of the way through, but it's. I don't really even have a handle on what it is really yet, which yeah. is tough to say after 80 pages. But uh, the story, if you haven't read it, it there's a, there's a kid, um, and he, you know we've we're starting in the future. It's a weird future where this guy has stolen a cow, <laughs> and he's got a bunch of other stuff he's stolen in, in his garage. He works the, he works the fields, and then we flash back to him as a kid, and where his mother passed out, and she has a problem with that. And at some point. In between these two times, because the kid grows up to be the guy who steals the cow, uh, death is solved. All right. So there's no there's no more death. We don't have to worry about that anymore. And so he's been living for hundreds of years. Um, and now this now the, the, your conception of time is different now if you don't die. So like, you know, their their work cycles are last in decades. So he's he's on one shift for a couple of decades and he switches to another one. So he sees he tells his coworker, "I'll see you in 80 years or whatever." And, um, that doesn't seem to be a big deal. It's more like like I'll see you in a month or whatever. Um, so it's it's I just don't. That's the setup. I don't know quite yet what the story that we're telling is yet. I don't know what we we've met this guy. We see the world. He he steals stuff. He's got a ham radio. But um, other than that, I don't know what 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 the plot is. So that's the only downside I'd say to the book right now. It looks great. I love I love Lemire's art. Um, you know, I like what Snyder writes weird, weird stuff. Yeah, and, and and Snyder is a yeah. I mean, Snyder is a accomplished writer. So like, I know whatever this is, it's going to be good. Um, and I like the idea of putting something different out there, and you know, it's a little more challenging than the average kind of thing. And like, yeah, they could they could get together and do just a comic, which would be great. But you know, doing something that's slightly different, slightly you know, unlike anything else out there, I like that approach. Um, and Scott Snyder has been on Twitter saying how this is deeply personal and all this sort of stuff. So you know, you're you're getting a lot for for your money's worth with this. So. Yeah, and uh, so there you go. I'm looking forward to the next issue. Six bucks for a, a, a big oversized comic, which is not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So, uh, it's, the, it's, so the, Ron, it's the same size as the when Criminal did the magazine edition, right? Right. Yeah, it's that yeah. size. Yeah. So, Ron, um, how many times can you see Cyclops die? I'm trying to be Zen, Connor. I'm trying. To, I'm not <laughs> on this on this on this weekend of of giving <laughs> thanks and family and and be, you know being thankful and life and all this stuff. I'm trying to I'm trying to find my good place. I'm trying to breathe. But holy crap, Death of X number four can go shove it. Um, <laughs> the whole thing can just go go just shove it. 
Um, go screw, as Josh would say. Um, yeah, so this is finally the the last issue of the mini yeah. mini series event. You see, even the dog doesn't like it. I get um, it. Uh, <laughs> this is the last issue of the of the mini series event, by written by Charles Saul and Jeff Lemire, uh, with art by Aaron Co- Aaron Cooter. It's the this was supposed to be a weekly event to get this done, but did you notice how this issue didn't come out on time at all? So. Yeah, and also how there's a second artist, and uh, the second yeah. artist was not as good as Aaron Cooter. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but, everybody's face was melty with this second artist. Yeah, I know. So this is the this is supposed to be the the last issue. It takes place in the past, before all the crap with the Inhumans that we've been dealing with for the past year, and explain how we got there, and explain where Cyclops has been, and what he did, and all this sort of stuff. And it's all a scam. It's all you know. So so in the first issue of Death of X, they introduced that the Terrigen Mist Cloud. You know, hurts mutants and right. it kill, kills Jamie Madrox. And then this whole story has been telling how what Cyclops and Emma and their team do to um to to deal with it and how to fight back and and all this stuff. And you get this idea of the defiant Cyclops. But no, in this issue, we find out it was all Emma's machinations because Cyclops actually breathed the cloud in the first issue and died. <laughs> like it's like it's it's fucking it's it's the, it's the third X movie happening all over again. Cyclops dies off panel again. And and rather, um, there's no there's no uh, glory in his death. I mean, he's yeah. He he's on a slab with all the the, the pox that happens. All yeah. just, he doesn't look. I, I I liked the bit with so they they found that mutant called Alchemy who can yep. change things, and they basically find him. And go, you need to change the Terrigen Mist. Drop him into the mist, and he dies while also changing the mist, to, uh, making it not harmful. So I thought that was a nice. I mean, he, that was sad because he was he didn't, he wasn't he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to be an X Men. Yeah, they, they, they explained when, when the story started, there were two Terrigen Mist Clouds, and basically this story dealt with one of them, and that explains why there's another one going around the world, um, and not two. But so, yeah, I mean, that was cool. That was a good thing. You don't have to kill Cyclops in this. That did not... And the whole, the whole thing was that Emma, a- Emma made the point or said that, you know, like, she turned Cyclops into an idea. And ideas, ideas never die. Ideas never die. Ideas will live. Like, you know, fuck you. You know, like he's the he's the he's the heir apparent, Xavier's best student. He's the <laughs> one who's you know, like this. This is such an unceremonious, unceremonious, you know, way of dealing with a a classic legendary character. They put him through the ringer in all these years. Scott Summers deserves way more than this. I'm sorry. And whether the, and whether there's a you know. If there's, you know, if there's conspiracy at Marvel because um, a Fox having the rights to the X-Men and they want the Inhumans to be the new... Oh, oh, shit. I don't give a shit. Cyclops is like 1963, frontline, beginning of Marvel, created by Stan and Jack, deserves more. I thought you'd be more upset about the kerning on his on his headstone. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> I got to draw the line somewhere, Connor. I just got to... <laughs> it's just... That was the one I was like, who, who chiseled this? Because... The letters are all off. There's no, there's no um, spacing um, standard here. It's just, it was rough. Yeah, it's just, it like they did it really fast. It was more, more than rough. It's just the whole thing. And the whole thing. I mean, and you know, Charles Soule and Jeff. I'm, I'm a big Jeff Lemire fan. You know, uh, Charles. I like, I like, you know, a lot of what Charles Soule's done. Uh, it, it just, th- I mean, this just screams. And I don't blame them for this. I want to be clear for it. I don't. I, Aaron Cooter, I'm a big fan of. This is completely editorial mandate, as far as I can tell. This is not some story that they had to tell. Like they're right. they're mopping up the mess from the last the 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 last Marvel now launch, and it just and 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 in I never thought that you could say you've ruined the X Men, but they have come as close as possible to ruin the X Men. Two questions. So, is there any mechanism within Marvel to wipe the slate clean and start over with Scott Summers, or sure. is it? Well, because DC just sort of reboots the stuff and yeah. makes, you can start over. Marvel doesn't do it up that often because they're still supposedly on the same timeline they've always been on. But right. other than Captain America, when they killed him in the '90s and then they just brought him back, we're like, ha ha, forget about everything else you read before. I don't, I can't recall many instances in which Marvel has just done that with a character like Cyclops, who has been so changed. Is there any way to redeem Cyclops other than to just? Go forward with the younger version. Well, yeah, I think I think the obvious question is is that yeah, you like Cyclops, you got him in in all new X Men, and there it is. Um, now the question is whether or not in modern Marvel versus in all of Marvel's history. In modern Marvel, I don't know. In all of Marvel's history, absolutely, Xavier died like six times. 
and yeah. came back. You know what I mean? Like, like literally died, dead. Charles is gone, and oh no, he's back. He was with the Shi'ar, or like whatever. Right. You know, like, like th- there are so many things that they could do to, to to do that. And so I'm hopeful that somebody can bring it back. You know, after time has passed and all this sort of stuff. And I I thoroughly believe they will. Um, but this maybe is, he's a scroll. Th- yeah, maybe. Maybe hopefully. he's been a scroll this whole time. That would explain the that would explain the dumb mask. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, I, I I mean, it's comics. Anything can happen. So I know I know it's not the end of the world. I know it's just a character. But I, this is a real real dark chapter. Like when well, when when the the Doran Kings the DK book history of the X Men and the Barnes and Noble is out, they're just gonna skip over this part. No. Well, it's I mean, it's kind of a big deal if you're a Cyclops fan because when he has been this character for how many years? Yeah. For a long time, he's been this this sort of villain character. Right. Um, so yeah. if you're if you're if you're you and you're big and your Cyclops is your favorite character, you've been dealing with this for five years yeah. at least. Right. So I I think it's a big deal. I, I think it's a big deal. I just I just hate it all. I just I'm trying to forget it. So. So here's yeah. the here's the real question: Are you going to be reading Inhumans versus X Men, which starts next week? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I want I want I want to see what happens to the other cloud. Literally <laughs> fighting a cloud. <laughs> well, at least at least there was some action in Death of X, unlike Civil War Two number seven, or Civil War Two at well, all. The other versus book. Oh, um, come on. So uh, here. I liked the beginning in which Ulysses has his vision and he goes to the future old man Logan World so they use the old man Logan art team. That was for, very that was cool. That was very cool. Yeah. Four pages. I thought that was a nice little cold open. Yeah. Um so the big the big thing with Civil War two has been Ulysses oh it continues past the cold open. But Ulysses has the vision of Spider Man Miles Morales killing uh Steve Rogers on the Capitol steps and uh so that's where we are now is that Miles for some reason goes to the Capitol steps to prove he won't do it. And then Captain America shows up to prove he won't do it. Yet, what's happened this entire series is everyone tries to prove these things won't happen and they end up happening anyway. Right. Um, so it seems like a really bad idea to go to the scene of the crime, but uh, instead of Captain America killing, I mean, Spider-Man killing Captain America, uh, Captain Marvel shows up, and then Iron Man shows up, Tony Stark, and then Captain Marvel kills Tony Stark. Now, did he kill, did, did, they, did he actually die in this issue or did the fight just start? Well, if you look at the last page, she's, She's blowing through his chest, and it's coming out the back. That's a, that's very definitive. Um, um, if he's in there, he's he's dead. Um, yeah. It just it doesn't. And then the next. Well, no, no, it doesn't. No, it, no. Okay, no. This, so so they they start fighting, and she charges up, and you see her punch him. And oh yeah, it is blowing through the back. Yeah, you're right. I see that detail. But it just ends on a cliffhanger, like oh, what happened? So. Even though we know it happened because the other books have already gone past yeah, us. Exactly. Um, yeah. It just lacks all the weight. Do you remember how upsetting it was at the end of Civil War when Captain America died? And yeah. yeah. Like, it, it just, this just lacks any emotional weight. And it shows you how far around the bend we've gone in that, you know, when Captain America died, it was a big media story. When Even when a couple, even a, the next couple of deaths passed that, there were big media stories. And now it's like, well, you killed Tony Stark. Big deal. Like, right. no, there's no, no one cares. It doesn't have any emotional impact. But, yeah. I remember being very um, saddened that they killed Steve Rogers, even though I knew he would be back. It's still within the, the within the context of the story. It was saddened. Here, I don't even care. Exactly. Um, exactly. So. It just shows you how far these events have gone down yeah. down the drain. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we got one more issue, I guess, because we had to have another one. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, they they needed another they needed another issue to because Bendis figured out how to finish it better. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, this has just been so so taxing, and I'm glad it's almost over. But speaking of being over, uh, ancillary book Captain Marvel number ten. Remember how much promise Captain Marvel number one had? Yeah, and I think one of the, one of the things we've talked about a lot, especially it's been one of Josh's big points, has been that this this last year has been the de-evolution of uh, Captain Marvel's character. Yep. And how which we all liked her before, and, and that when her book started off. Uh, it was really fun, and and then Civil War happened, and she became super unlikable, and she just got more and more and more unlikable. And Captain Marvel, the series, has tried to make her more likable, but I don't think it's worked. I think it's actually worked in the opposite direction. By the end yeah. of this issue, I was just like, go away, don't come back. Well, and good thing, because this now the series is over. 
Like well, they're going to start a new volume. Well, they'll start a new one, right? Yeah, but this is the last. But like, I just hate the potential of Captain Marvel leading sword and having Alpha Flight. Like that was so much. It was great. It was you know, yeah. and it just got so mired and bogged down. And and even this, you know, this uh, last story arc tied into Civil War too. In that, you know, there was a lot of. Suspicion Ulysses saw something with that what's her face uh, from Aurora was going to do and right. made her, you know, and, and uh, you know, dissension in the alpha flight ranks. And turns out there was a sneaky villain hiding in their mist, completely unrelated to Civil War II at all. And just like was totally just like it felt like, hey, you got one more issue, wrap it up. Right. And it just, and it just, it just, I just hate when books start off strong and fall flat on their face and that, that this, that's what this has done. And this didn't make me have kept, you know, feel endeared towards Captain Marvel. It didn't um, re- recover the problem that Josh has pointed out about her. It just, it just, it just screams of wasted potential. So. Like, are we supposed to like her at the end? Like, I don't, I don't know. do they think we're going to like her at the end? She's, she's been the cause of all the problems in the Civil War. Right. Even in the book, she doubles down on the fact that she was right about it. And then at the end, she you know she gets the hero shot flying off, and uh, you know I, I, with the adoring crowd below her, and it says go out there and earn it every day. And I'm like, I don't feel, I don't feel like happy about that. I don't like yeah. her anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the same way we felt about uh, Tony Stark and Reed Richards been the original Civil War, but um, worse because at least at least their point had some merit to it. Yeah. Right away in Civil War II, we we saw that there was no merit to to the predictive justice thing. So it's like she just dug her heels in out uh, of stubbornness and uh, kept digging her heels in despite all all uh, evidence to the contrary. And I'm not feel good about that. Yeah. So they're gonna have to work really hard to redeem her later on. And like, and this this right issue now. this issue even goes as far as having you know a crowd of people cheering for Carol outside the Triskelion. And her wrestling with whether or not she should take their adulation, whatever, and like that felt completely false and f- forced, you know. Like, like there, there's nothing to cheer about here. It's like uh, it's it's unless something crazy happens in Civil War two eight that we don't know about that turns it around. But right. I don't I don't think so. I think that I think this is another case of oh, we're telling you this is what it is, and and you just got to believe it. And and whether and and the, the no, you know, the the story's not earning earning that exactly. Yeah, the 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 the, the emotional resonance is not being earned by the story at all. So. Um, and I felt weird. I mean, we're not talking about the book, but I felt weird reading the Ultimates two number one this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because again, that that whole team broke up because of Civil War two, and now they're back together. Yep. And it's just kind of like, eh. Well, that said, that I, I that said, I, I enjoyed that. I know they were not t- now. Now it's on the rundown, Connor. Um, I enjoyed travel for <laughs> I enjoyed travel foreman's art on it. And I right. and Captain Marvel and T'Challa have a secret meeting at a diner, and undercover right. T'Challa was hysterical. I thought, um, except yeah. no, I except I groaned at the Stranger Things reference. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, but well, that's fine. I mean, we we always complain about that. I mean, but it, like, is anyone going to know what Stranger Things is in five years? You know, but is anyone going to read this book in five years? So I don't know. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> what, what can you do? Does, does T'Challa know? It's, why would he know? He's a little busy. Exactly. Get off my lawn. All right. All right. Well, uh, moving on, we want to thank our sponsor. We want to thank Harry's for sponsoring this episode of iFanboy. Harry's is fantastic. Both you and I are loyal Harry's customers, right? Um, Yeah, it's funny. Actually, I was sitting around talking to uh, someone last night, uh, and he he was also a Harry's customer, so we were just talking about it. Just how great they are. They're just wonderful. And the great thing about Harry's, Connor, is that they really make the perfect gift uh, you know, a, a, men are very hard to shop for. I know my dad. I wrestle every year with what to get my father, and this year I think I'm gonna get him a Harry set uh, because it's just it's every guy needs to shave, and Harry's is the perfect solution for that. Um, so if you need to find that right gift for the guy in your life, uh, it doesn't have to be impossible. Uh, you can find a great, thoughtful gift that's also useful and practical. And in fact, that's where Harry's comes in. Um, I love shaving with Harry's because the, the, the razors are great. The design on the razors are excellent. They're affordable. Uh, the handle, even the little handle thing, the new handles with the grip is even, is, is fantastic. Great, great innovations. I mean, the, the, yeah. the one for me, it, it seems so simple, but it was the, uh, the travel case for the, sh- for the head of the shaving. Yes. Uh, the, the actual blade. The travel case for the blade. I, I, I go on the road a lot and prior to getting the travel case for the blade, I would just throw it in my bag, and I would all end up cutting something, or it would get snagged on my loofah or whatever. And now I throw the, I take the head off, I put it in a travel thing, and I go. That's great. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've actually cut my fingers because I stick my hand in, into my toiletry bag and the, the open <laughs> razors out there. It's you know, um, and really for me, it's like like honestly, I used to hate shaving 
because I hated spending tons of money on those dumb razors from the other brands. I hate, you know, like I just, it, the whole, I would go a week and a half without shaving. I'd grow a little mini, and I, I prefer to be clean shaven at all times, but Harry's, I actually find myself looking forward to shaving, which I think is it, the, the singular greatest thing about Harry's is that they make shaving fun, effective, easy, and not something that I dread anymore. Um, and so the best way that you can share this love is to give Harry's as a gift. They've got a great uh, limited edition special offer. Uh, so if you're looking to do that gift shopping, start now. The holiday, you know, Thanksgiving just happened. The holidays are in full bloom. Full bloom? Uh, <laughs> sure. So uh, they've got a great holiday set that's available. Um, it's got the midnight blue chrome razor handle, which you can get engraved with the initials of the person you want to give them to. Um, you get three of the uh, blade cartridges that have five blades in each cartridge. They're German engineered. Harry's went to the source of the people who make the best blades, bought the factory, and now you get these awesome blades. Three of them are in the set. You also get the foaming shave gel, which I I can't live without now. I love. I just shave finished using. My last, yeah. I, I finished it and I was very sad. I had to go back to the to the cream, which is fine, but I like the shell a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you also get um, a wonderful, beautifully designed gift box, and that is all just for thirty dollars over at Harry's.com. It's it's just totally affordable. Um, I actually gave my brother that set for Christmas. I think two yeah. years ago. They have they they do this these sets every every year on the holidays, yeah. and. Uh, you know, his name's Ian, so he has three letters in his name. So I actually I put his name on the blade. <laughs> That's and clever. He, he he went right into he, he loves it. He's now he's also a Harry's customer. Yeah. I mean, so we wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about this this much if we weren't legitimately uh, Harry's fans. All yeah. three of us, Josh is too. I my, I got my brother hooked on it. I mean, every everyone I know. Uh, Mike Romo is a Harry's guy. I, I know everyone I know is on is is. It's, is it's, on. it's the kind of thing when you get a good product, you want to share it with people. So yeah. um, so this limited edition. But, but, but you're right. This was this is a great set for someone. My brother's really hard to shop for. Yeah. And so I was like, perfect. It's a shaving set. He'll love it. He did. He did. So yeah. So this limited edition holiday set is called the Winter Winston set, and it's on Harry's.com. You can find it on uh, on the website very easily. Um, just goes for thirty dollars. Uh, but they also, if you if you, someone in your life is already a Harry's customer, or maybe you want to try it, you haven't even you you haven't experienced the wonderfulness of Harry's yet. Uh, they've got handles and, and shaving sets that start just at ten dollars, so you can try it for yourself um, and see what we're talking about. And listen. My fanboy listeners, we want to take care of you. We worked it out with the Harry's folks. We've got a great deal for you. You get $5 off your order when you enter the code iFanboy at checkout. So if you're looking for that perfect gift, the Winter Winston set, it's $30 regularly. Take 5 bucks off with code iFanboy. 25 bucks, boom, you've shopped for dad already. It's all done. Uh, but listen, free shipping is available, but it's going to end on December 9th. So you want to make your order now. Uh, so go to harrys.com, order the Winter Winston limited edition holiday shave set, uh, while their supplies last, order the shade, order the blades, the handles, the gel, all the other great products they've got, and make sure you use iFanboy code at checkout. Get five dollars off. That's Harry's.com code iFanboy, and we thank them for their support and for making holiday shopping that much easier. Yeah, I actually literally used Harry's blades twenty minutes before the show started. <laughs> nice, and you and yeah. I, what what I love about it, and I said this the last time we talked about Harry's, is that your shaving needs are much different than mine. Yeah. And my my head is freshly smooth, <laughs> smooth as a baby's butt. It's and like I gotta admit, like it that way. I love on the new blades. They've got that extra fifth blade, the edging blade on the backside of it. I use it for my sideburns. It's like it's perfect. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Chew number sixty, which is the final issue of Chew. Is I it? think I think we give a slow clap to John Layman and Rob Guillory for finishing what might be one of the last great runs in comics. Right, yes, I mean, well, 60, yeah. 60 issues, same creative team. They, I mean, that, this is a marathon, and they did it. So, congratulations. What did you think of it? Oh, it was great. I mean, it's always been great. I mean, it ended, and it ended in perfect chew fashion. You know, like it just, <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 it you know, it's it just, it's one of the special books in the vein of Preacher. Why the Last Man, those ones where you buy the first volume trade and you immediately go back to the store to get the second and third volume and just keep on reading all the way through. Um, yeah, I thought it ended It ended, you know, way in the future. I love the little uh, carrot speeder bikes that, <laughs> that, that Olive and her partner drive. But, um, but yeah, I, I, it was great. I love this book, and it's, it's going to be a special one for years. So. So the Flash 11 we mentioned earlier. Yeah, you weren't on the show last week when we talk, or two weeks ago when we talked about right. the Flash number 10. Uh, and I really wanted to know what you thought of uh, the fact that Shade is in it. You know, he's a classic villain. He, yeah. It's it's hard. You, you 
he's been so associated with David Robinson, not David Robinson. That's the basketball <laughs> player, James Robinson. Yeah. Um, for so long, and he wrote the he wrote him in Starman. Then he did the Shade miniseries, which was was which was really 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 good. And so that so you you torn between should he only write him or should you or should you be that precious with the character and not allow him to pop up in other books? And I like it. I, I mean, he's not this he's not the version from the James Robinson books, but he's he's a good character. Yeah. I think this is an interesting problem for the Flash to deal with. Yeah, and the shade, um, the Shadelands is a is a neat you know kind of against Shadowlands, Speed Force, Shadowlands, yeah, whatever the little, little Speed Force, Emerald Zone, Phantom Zone, kind of you know like another dimension, yeah. you know where where like things don't behave the way they behave here on Earth. That's kind of cool. So yeah, well, it was uh, fine. I just I, I, the problem with the Flash is that you don't know what you're going to get from one month to another with the art or one right. week. When every two weeks you don't know which kind of art style you're gonna yeah. get. Yeah, and this was this was David Gianfelice who I like. Um, yeah, so. uh, not Watanabe like it says in the cover. Yeah. Um, the only problem with him is that when Flash isn't moving and covered in lightning, you, you just see how dumb the costume looks. Yeah, I know, I know, it's a problem. Uh, at least with the lightning, you can you can excuse it, but when he's just standing there and it's just all these weird yellow lines everywhere, it's just who th- who thinks this is okay? Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, moving on, Empress Number Seven by Mark Miller, Stuart Immonen. Uh, this is the last issue of this arc or this little mini story, um, and, and I thought it ended much stronger than it did throughout the entire series. I dropped off three or four yeah. issues. Ago, well, so so, so this basically wrapped it up. Basically, the 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 big you know the emperor, the the villain, uh, the the queen's husband. You know, they finally he finally tracks them down, and turns out the queen's badass and kicks his butt. And right. and now they they defeated him and now they're free and they can go off and and have their space adventures. Um, and it like end it ended me with like oh man I want to read more after six issues of like ah, I don't know if I like this. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. if there's more you'll read more then. The imminent art alone is worth it, but um, you know I, I mean I feel like it took them seven issues to get to the point where the the adventures and the stories can start. Right. So what are you gonna do? But still, you know, so and space George Lucas. So there you go. So everything we said about Cage with an exclamation point number one, I would just reinforce for Cage exclamation point number two. Holy cow, Cage number two! Like I don't know how this is being published by Marvel. <laughs> like I'm, I'm honestly like I'm, I'm baffled by this. Um, and this, this issue had he, uh, th- this issue had Cage get exposed to some sort of hallucinogenic flower, and then we got like. Four or five full page splash page trippy seventies art, <laughs> like these were amazing. I want posters of these. Yeah, it, it's everything we said before. It's weird. It doesn't fit in, in cage at all. It's bizarre, but it's really fun and inventive. And you're right. When it got all like sixties trippy, uh, it got weird in a good way. So in a, in a great way. Whatever. Yeah. I, I I don't know how this is happening, but I'm loving it. So yeah. Even got get a little, little art from at the end there. Yeah, yeah, it got a little, it got a little R. Crummy. It was very seventies, very seventies. Yeah. So. So it was fun. Yep. Did you read Six Pack and Dog Welder Hard Traveling Heroes Number Four? I did not. I don't read these. So, books. and you haven't read any of these books, right? So this I did not, issue, yeah. we we got the um, history of Dog Welder, and Dog Welder is he also went into not a dimension, but he he went into the Dog Welder pantheon, like they're having a battle. And he gets pulled off into this pantheon where all the dog welders of history oh, are honored. <laughs> so the dog welders are going back. You see like an old West dog welder and a World War One dog welder. And you know, dog, going all the way back to ancient Egypt where dog welder was born um, was actually pretty clever. So the gods, um, the Egyptian gods, what are their names? Uh, I can't see their names. But anyway, so... Anubis, which is the the god with the dog head on a man, man, male body, yeah, yeah Anubis. Um, dog welder created that god. He 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 was he was told by the other gods to punish. Uh, so Osiris and all, and all those Egyptian gods, uh, he was told to punish this man by welding a dog's head to his body, and he did that. He became the god Anubis, uh, Anubis, and uh, so that that and then Anubis cursed the guy who did it. So then he became a dog welder. And uh, in ancient Egypt, and then and then it went through all history. So it was totally weird, <laughs> and uh, I don't know that I even am enjoying this miniseries, but I I did enjoy this issue because of the look throughout history of all the different dog welders. 
I could. I this is the times where I wish Dog Walder was real because I'd like him to come over and deal with my sister's dog. Um, but yeah, no, well, so if he was real, he he would weld that dog to you. Oh well, that, that I don't know. Do not want that. And I do not advocate any harm to animals. Uh, animals are wonderful. Um, I, I like the idea of Garth Ennis having fun building out this Dog Welder world. And again, how is that happening? How is this? Like, <laughs> I like how every now and then there's there's opportunity for these strange books to exist at Marvel and DC. So that's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it it means they're not all so deadly serious all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I know Josh is in here, and I know Connor, you're on media blackout, and you don't read the Star Wars comics, but a little trip to Star Wars corner quickly. Um, Star Wars Han Solo number five wrapped up this story arc. You know, written by Marjorie Liu with art by Mark Brooks. Um, much like Empress, this ended much stronger than I felt it was throughout the life of this of this this arc of this five issue story. Um, mm-hmm. it, I feel like this story went on maybe one issue too long. You had Han Solo and Chewie under the guise of this race by doing a rebel mission, and there was you know issue three and four had some had some wheel spinning to it. Um, yeah. But issue five was strong. The race finished. Um, it had a it had a good ending. It had a you know it wrapped things up, and I like that they told a Han, Han Solo story that was pilot based that didn't go anywhere near the Kessel Run. Nice. And then it actually made me. Then I was thinking I went I went running after I read this comic, and I was like, you know, if this Han Solo movie come the Solo, if they do the Kessel Run, I'm gonna be pissed. Like I feel yeah. like I feel like it should be like the Wolverine or like just don't do it. Just let it be legend and let it go anyway. But. Well, that's that's, a, that's another conversation. And then finally, uh, Star Wars number 25, the 25th issue, wrapped up this great story arc by Jason Aaron with art by Jorge Molina. Um, and this story arc, I think, has been my favorite story arc of the whole run. And this issue had a great backup by Chris Eliopoulos and Jordi Belair, which is fun, too. A little R2 adventure, which was which is a nice little added bonus. So, and So this book is, is continu- continuing on, right? They're not ending Star Wars? Yeah, no, this this book is continuing. As far as I know, there's no plans to get rid of it, which they shouldn't because Jason Aaron's on a roll with it, as far as I'm concerned. So. Well, there you go. There's a little visit to Star Wars corner. I've done that in a while. So now we get to the patron section of the show, and that's uh, where you, as a patron, if you're a uh, patron.com slash a fanboy, can help uh, influence the content of the show. And every week, the patrons get to vote on a book that we talk about this week. Much to our delight and surprise, the patrons picked Superpowers, number one, by Franco and Art Balthazar, who have been doing these these uh, silly DC books now since Tiny Titans many years ago. And I'm just, just to reset, I'm on record as having totally blown it. I didn't like the first issue of Tiny Titans. I didn't get it. <laughs> but I totally fell back in love with what they were doing uh, over the course of all their books. And now I've been, I was super excited to see this, this Superpowers book, which is using the old logo and iconography of the Superpowers line from the 80s when we were, Ron and I were kids. And uh, I loved that line of toys and comics. So Jack Kirby actually drew those comics. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love those old cartoons and comics back in the day. And, uh, this was, I mean, this, I like this because it wasn't Tiny Titans. It's an actual Superman and Batman, but yeah. it was also, but it was also like, all right, I've read, like, it's just, it's the same kind of jokes, but that right. said, they're always funny and I always enjoy them. So I don't know. I shouldn't expect anything different. Um, <laughs> you know, like this is, this is just fun. And this, honestly, these books are great to give the kids. These are great entry points to these characters. Um, and as adults, we read them and we get the little jokes that they put in and the side jokes, but they, they work as just a simple one and done for anybody who wants to try a Superman comic or a Batman comic. Yeah. I laughed legitimately at one of the jokes was when, uh, so they, they're fighting Superman, and Batman are fighting Brainiac and, uh, Batman, he sends him an email with a kryptonite virus embedded yeah. in it, and yep. Superman says, a "Kryptonite email, and kryptonite encrypted email." And he says, "How'd you do that?" He goes, "I'm Batman." And he then he jumps off the ledge, lands in the flying bat wing that Alfred's flying while wearing pink sunglasses. Right, and and they, and they they happen to be on New Krypton up by the the by the sun. So how does how did Alfred get there? Yeah, it was great. It, was, yeah, it doesn't that, matter. It was very he just funny. says, "I'm Batman," and he jumps and he yep. land, and a very cool exit. And uh, yeah, this is I like. I like Wonder Woman's bouffant '60s beehive. Yep. And, I like. Uh, uh, meanwhile, and Go- meanwhile, in Gotham City, you know, like they they use the elements, you know, of the superpowers world, but with their own irreverent humor. It's fun. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, these books are great. They're they're gorgeous, um, especially digitally. The the colors. These are really primary color books, and they right. the colors really pop. Yep. Um, I'm looking for so. This is one of six, and on the cover, on the alternate cover, we've got Martian Manhunter and Flash, and. Aquaman, and so I'm looking forward to all these characters showing up. And also, what's great about these books is that they don't necessarily have to adhere to how DC looks now, even though they draw Superman without the uh, red tights over his pants. Yeah. Um, 
you know, Marshmallow on the cover looks like Marshmallow on the Flash. Looks like Flash. Doesn't have all the lines on him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all that stuff. These are just these are just timeless. They're just timeless, yeah. and that's how they should be. I mean, if you ask me, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman should be done in a way in a corner, not all the time, but in a corner. DC should always have timeless stories like these being put out for kids to get pull them in. Uh, yeah, so all ages, they should always have all ages quality, all ages comics for kids. Yeah, with each of these, at least these three main characters. And I'm glad that they're doing that. So. So I'm looking forward to issue two. Uh, yeah. So ratings, Ron. ratings, ratings. I'll give, I'll give it, I'll give it a four. I give it a five. Five. Wow. All right. Yeah. Good job. Are you gonna stick with it? Yes. I'm not. So. Oh, interesting. Well, maybe. I mean, I might revisit, but it's not like gonna be the top of my stack when it comes out. So. Well, no, but yeah. still. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, go. so as you mentioned, um, all of our loyal patrons are the ones who voted to get that book to be discussed on the show. And if you are not a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash ifanboy where you can sign up to become one. Uh, and when you do become a patron, you get uh, if you sign up at the at a, the appropriate level, you get the uh, the wonderful gift of being uh, bestowed a dumb superpower. Um, or not dumb, you know, sometimes ineffectual, sometimes effective superpower. You never um, know, it's a rule of the dice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, this week we're going to start things off by thanking Terrence Ferguson for supporting iFanboy. And his superpower is he always has a tissue. It's kind of like sleight of hand magician where you're just like, you have, a, you have to sneeze or something like that. Boom, out of his cuff, there's a tissue. There you go. Here's I would love to, him to be my sidekick because, uh, as someone with, with really bad allergies, I'm constantly searching for tissues desperately. Yeah, so. no, exactly. He's he's got you covered, Connor. So yeah. So what if he's naked? Poof, tissue. Tissue. So does he? Poof, tissue. Have it on him, or is it like he conjures it up? They conjure up, kind of. You know, like they just appear. You know, they come out of his wrist, kind of like webbing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah so there you go. I don't know if there's like I don't mean like there's a. Or we're not getting to an organic webbing situation here, people. Right. It's just like they come out and they're in his hand. In his hand, it's like yeah. So there you go. So does are these any kind of tissues? Can you do different kinds? Is it the they have aloe? Are these the cool ones from, from like? What are we talking oh, about? Oh, we here? got we got multiple ply for sure. I don't I don't know if there's any. I mean, there's natural you know oils and things like that in there. There's no you know kind of not man made chemicals or anything like that. But they're right. they're very soft tissues. They're very soft. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's a very useful power for me, Terrence Ferguson. So we're going to thank Sean Patton. And Sean, he can always tell you which plants are best to grow in any given spot. Wow. Well, now, now does he – Is that, that's just knowledge. No, he just knows. <laughs> okay. He, he just knows, like, this particular angle of the sun, so this is the soil, this is the climate. He knows – he can pick you exactly the plant. He know he's never studied it. He's never gone to horticulture school. Wow. Okay. So in he fact, just, he, he just... failed. He failed earth science in high school. But wow. he just knows. Like if he were to walk out on my balcony, he'd be like, "I understand why your plants keep dying. You need this kind of plant because there's not a lot of sun back here." He just knows. <laughs> he just knows. He knows. Just you're you're going to want to go with a perennial here. You want to yeah. get some annuals yeah. over there. We got we got some great morning glories. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. So and the thing about Sean Patton, beautiful backyard. No, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah it's just, it's just the best. Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, better <laughs> homes and gardens. Wants to photograph it all the time. He says no because he's 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 modest. <laughs> all right, so Alex Howard, we want to thank for supporting the show as a patron. And Alex Howard has the has the really useful around the home power of that he can hang a painting or a picture and have it be absolutely level without ever checking. Like he's got innate leveling ability. What about? Mm, so it's innate leveling. It's innate leveling that I'm, I'm applying here to photos, but he's good for ha- you know wallpaper, hanging drywall, doing any sort of you know anything that you need to level something. He's got it. So it's not like he can space them out perfectly. It's only leveling. It's only leveling. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the arrangement is up. The arrangement is up to you or him or whomever he's helping. But he can tell you. He's like, let me. He's like, hang on, let me get up. Oh, boof, there it's level. So perfect. Yep. That's uh, that's handy. That's good. It is. Andrew Marshall. Andrew can quote uh, the original Point Break film, Point Break film, perfectly. <laughs> However, he's never seen it; has no desire to ever see it. So how does he know it? He just—it's in his brain. He can—he can quote it in any situation. He's got the proper Point Break quote, quote. You know. In fact, he's—he's he's only kind of interested in seeing the remake. He doesn't want to see the original. <laughs> he's only interested in the remake. So what if he was born uh, in the in the fifties? He just knew it. <laughs> he, this, 
was coming, and then someone finally came out, and he's like, ah, oh, that's what this is. <laughs> that's, that's a very specific... I don't know if that's a power. <laughs> it could be a curse. We've, we've said yeah. often that these powers could also be curses. It'd be great if, like, that's the only thing he could say. Like, he, he, could, he could only respond... <laughs> he only as, speaks in PowerPoint. He, break, he break, could only break. respond as, like, he just calls you Bodhi all the time. <laughs> well, that's an interesting wrinkle on it. Maybe he only can talk about it. Yeah, he can only talk in Point Break. There you go. Rod has defined it. He can only talk in Point Break quotes. I am an FBI agent. Bodie. I know. know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I wish I knew some Bodie quotes. Like some (laughs) some Zen surfing quotes or whatever. Oh God! So All right, there you so, go. Um, superpower. Go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. That's where you can uh, help support the show. You can give it a certain level, and you get your own dumb power. Yeah. And uh, we thank everyone who does that. These are all given out of love. So much love. So much love. Uh, also, let's yeah. talk about how you can support the show real quick. ifanboy.com slash support. If uh, in addition to going to patreon.com slash ifanboy, uh, there you can find our Amazon link, and that's a very important link for your holiday time. So we're now past Thanksgiving in America. We're coming up on Christmas. It's coming around the corner real fast. And people are doing their holiday shopping more and more online. And if you can help us out by doing it via our Amazon link, in fact, if you want to not go to ifmboy.com slash support, you just want to make it your bookmark Amazon link, that'd be even better. We appreciate that. We always see a big increase in the use of the link around the holidays. We thank everyone who does their holiday shopping via Amazon through our link, and it really does help keep the show going. You guys have no idea. So we really appreciate that. Also on that page, you can find a direct donation link for PayPal. If you don't want to uh, become a patron or use the Amazon link or you use someone else's Amazon link, you just want to throw us a couple bucks at the end of the, at the, end of the year say thanks for all the content, you can also just directly donate there via PayPal. If, you, you know, if you're that mythical, insane billionaire that we've been waiting for our whole lives. Eccentric, eccentric millionaire, we're, 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 our arms are open to you. It's the end of the year. Maybe you need to get rid of some cash for tax purposes. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, we accept that also. But Listen, I don't want to say that iFanboy is the perfect money laundering <laughs> operation, <laughs> but... In fact, I definitely don't want to say that. <laughs> so the mafia does not exist, so... Uh, so if you go to iFanboy.com support, that's where you can find the Amazon link, that's where you can find the PayPal donation button, and you can also patreon.com slash iFanboy. Those are all the ways you can help our show uh, every uh, every week. So thank you very much. We do appreciate it, and uh, it does help keep it going. It's been another year, another great year for iFanboy, we think, and... Uh, it's been directly related to you guys helping us out. Yes, we thank everybody for their support. You are awesome. Uh, on to your questions. And we love getting questions from you all because you are awesome, as I said. Uh, and Brian K. from Minneapolis writes in and says, With the recent releases of books such as Black, The Skeptics, Kim and Kim, and others, it's starting to bother me that Black Mask Studios' past releases seemingly are no longer being released. Whatever happened to Transference, Exed, Young Terrorist, and Clandestino? I haven't seen a new issue for those for many, many months, if not more than a year. What's the deal? Have they just given up on those books, or is their business plan just to release one or two issues, then have everyone hanging? Any insight would be appreciated. Sincerely, a waning Black Mask fan. And I, I share your your frustration. Um, this this is the challenge of a independent comic book publisher. A small, yeah, independent, I, you know, like their operation is very small. And we don't have uh, specific insight into this situation. What we do have insight into is the general difficulty of being an independent comic publisher. Exactly. And actually what I wanted to pull up, and I'm doing it right now, if you can bear with me for a moment. They did a um, – one, bo- one of the books that I was most excited about um, from Black Mask was uh, Four Kids Walking to a Bank. Yeah. Um, right. and. Yeah, it was pick of the week. It was great, and they actually did a they they did they sent an email to the you know to you know media folks and all that sort of stuff um, about the third issue. And I believe, and I can't find it. I should have done this in advance, but I believe the the press release or the press email uh, said something along the lines of you know uh, the annoyingly delayed four kids number three, right? Like they, they know it, you know, like that, that's, I think that might even be the worst aspect of it is that they know that their, their books are lagging and it's, it's frustrating for everybody. And honestly, this reminds me a lot of image about 10, 15 years ago. Even, even less than that. When we were doing the show, I think prior to the Latest image boom, the you know the most recent one where guys like Jason Aaron and and Mark Miller, I'm mean, not Mark Miller, um, uh, Brian K. Vaughn, John Rickman, Brian K. Vaughn, all those guys yeah. came, moved over from Marvel to Image. Prior to that, we used to talk all the time in the show about books that would come out and they would never see again. And there was remember there was one book that Josh made the pick. It was 
like it was like a gangster book when there was one issue and then it got optioned for a movie and then never came out again. Yeah, pretty, um, uh, pretty baby machine. Yeah, pretty yeah. baby machine. And it, that's the danger with getting hooked on these independent books is that they may never come out again or they may come out once a year. Or, and it, it's hard. It's yeah. It, prior to the latest boom of Image, I wasn't even reading. I was reading hardly anything other than Marvel and DC in issue form because I was was like, you know, you're not going to fool me again. I'll wait till you have enough for a collection. And, the, and, and it's the, tough. It's tough for the people who are making it because they're making the money. But at the same time, like as a fan, you're the one left in the lurch. Yeah, I mean, it's into a story. The re- the real changeover for Image, what happened was that they they started, uh, and I know this because when I worked there, or whatever, but they started being able to pay not not pay the 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 creators in advance, but give them an advance on their sales so that they had money to get by to actually do the book. Whereas yeah. Black Mask is very, very small. It's a very small operation. There's literally only just less than a handful of people working there. And the creators who are making those books are doing it out of love. And a lot of them have day jobs or need to pay their rent. And so it becomes hard to stay on schedule. And that's just the, that's the risk. And it's tough. I know, uh, none of them like that. The publisher doesn't want to not put books out. Right. The, yeah. the creators don't want to not put books out. But uh, you could say like, okay, well, why don't you guys wait until you've got four in the can – um, but I'm sure that they need to get paid too by the sales of the issue. So it's, it's, there's no real good situation here other than it's hard to be a fan of independent comics because they may never come out. Yep. It's a risk. It's very frustrating. So I feel you, Brian waning black mass fan. My advice would be wait for trades. I know it's tough or just, or just, you know, don't depend on it. Be thankful when the issue comes out. And be excited for it when it does. But beyond that, you know, just you guess you just gotta gotta set your expectations low with the hopes that as they grow, they get their shipping schedule uh, more, more tighter. So yeah. Uh, so thanks for that email. You can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. Be sure to enter your name. Be sure to tell us your name. Where you enter your name. Be sure to tell <laughs> us your name, where you're from. Uh, enter code ifanboy and how long you thought about it. <laughs> um, and it's always great to hear from you. Um, and you can also send in audio messages if you want to send an MP3 or a WAV file of a, an old voicemail. We gladly play those. So yes. Um, so yeah. So we got some more podcasts coming up. It's pretty exciting. Uh, oh, let's before we get to those, let's you announced a new podcast this week. I did, yeah. So the uh, I launched launched a new podcast with our friend Tom Merritt, who does the Daily Tech News Show. Um, we launched uh, it's called the Damn Fine Podcast, and it's all about Twin Peaks. Uh, you can go over to Damn Fine Cast, uh, Damn The first episode came out right before Thanksgiving. It's up on iTunes and Pocket Cast and all the other places where you can listen, and Stitcher, all the other places where you can listen. And it's uh, we're going to be talking about every episode of Twin Peaks uh, leading up to the new series next year uh, from Showtime. Very exciting. Connor, we're going to get you on the show. So that's going to be Maybe uh, I'll appear on that show. That'd be good. Yeah. So, yeah. So go to damnfinepodcast.com if you're a Twin Peaks fan. That's going to be a lot of fun. Every time I think about listening to or we watching the show, anticipation of doing that show, uh, it, the sun goes down and I get scared. Yeah, well, as you should. Um, <laughs> It's been it's been much less spooky though. I'll tell you, it's been okay, Connor. Um, and also okay. to anybody who might ask the question, we're not analyzing it minute by minute like Goodfellas. We're just talking episode by episode, so it's not as nuanced. But yeah, and that would take you ten years. Yeah, I know exactly. So uh, yeah, so go to Damn Fine Podcast. Check that out if you're into Twin Peaks. Uh, and thanks to everybody who's checked that out already and all the kind words. Um, but if you need even more podcasts in your world, we got you covered. Go to ifanboy.com or look uh, lower in your feed, and you can find the podcast for Batman: The Return of the Cape Crusader, where I finally got the call to join the animation brain trust uh very exciting i joined you connor as long as our good buddy ryan haupt to talk about the adam west burt ward era batman 66 cartoon movie that came out which was a ton of fun um and uh, also me and mike romo did a podcast all about dr strange the, the 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 last superhero movie of 2016 um and not the last movie podcast though and uh we got more coming up and i'll let you explain that connor all right, so this is the time of year after Thanksgiving from now until the end of the year where we are entering the holiday schedule time for iFanboy, and things get a little bit different. If you're a new listener, this will be new information to you. If you're an old listener, it's pretty much the same as before. Here is the schedule between now and the end of the year. So we have one more patron-inspired booksblode coming out this week, which is the last week of November in November's show. Then they have a December talksblode coming out. It'll be early December, probably the second or third week of december you'll get your last two patron shows of the year and then uh so we have pick a week shows we go so this is 563 564 will be next december 4th next next sunday and then we got to that pow 565 
uh, December 11th. That is the last pick of the week show of the year. So December 7th will be the last pick of the week show of the year. Pick of the week 566 will be on January 8th. That'll be the return of the pick of the week. So between J- December 11th and January 8th, there'll be no pick of the week shows, but there'll be two podcasts. The annual 2016 All Media Year in Spectacular will be December 18th. That's when uh, Josh and Ron and, I, Ron and I spend two to three hours talking about all the things we loved. Uh, throughout the year that don't have to do with comics, and there's also a little bit of comics talk in there, but that's our annual tradition. I can't wait for this. I've, I'm already making my list. So I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, so that'll come out December 18th, and then a couple days later, on December 21st, we're going to have the Rogue One, a Star Wars story, special edition podcast. So that is all of the podcasts for the rest of the year. Booksplode, the Talksplode, two more Pick of the Weeks, an all-media show, and a Rogue One show, and then boom, we're done, and then we come back January 8th. For the pick of the week podcast, so that yeah. is all your that is all that's coming out. Well, no, you say you say like that's all that's coming. That's still a lot of podcasts. No, it's a lot. Right? It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. lot. So it's six shows between yeah. now and the and the, the, the New Year's Eve, right? And then we come back. I'm just so, saying. Yeah, now, and we you know, we, we deserve we deserve a little break, and then we'll take it, and we'll thank everybody for giving us that. But and 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 in return, we'll give you some great podcasts to listen to over the holidays. So there you Correct. go. There you go. So you can look forward to all those shows, and we'll be re- re- reiterating this uh, schedule for the next couple of weeks. But this is. This, this should cover all your questions about what's happening for the rest of the year. So hopefully everyone stayed and still listened to this. So. Yes. <laughs> when is the Star Wars show coming out? <laughs> Let me know, please. I need to know. Even the dog needs to know. Uh, <laughs> all right, so head over to ifanboy.com where you can comment on this episode. You can talk about this week's books, what you thought about them, and you can find all those other podcasts that we're talking about. There are posts there for every show. You can check them all out there. You can follow us at facebook.com slash ifanboy or at ifanboy on Twitter, and you can follow us individually I'm at RonXO, Connor's at CS Kilpatrick, and Josh is at JA Flanagan. And the dog is, is not the, on, the, the dog is not on Twitter. Oh, I was gonna ask, what is the dog sound? The dog totally like was was looking away and then turned its head over to me when I said the dog is not on Twitter. So No, you're not on Twitter. <laughs> If, and if you like the show, you can write us a review on iTunes. That's, a, that's one of the best ways to help. If you don't feel like supporting the show in other ways, you can always just spend a couple seconds. You, know, you don't even have to write a review. Just give us a star rating. That's how people find podcasts. The more, the more ratings, the more star uh, reviews, the better. And even better than that is tell your friends about, about us. I'm sure you spent your Thanksgiving, instead of arguing about politics, talking about podcasts like we told you to. <laughs> and uh, that, that should, uh, we thank you for that. Hopefully. Introduce your mom to the podcast. I'm sure she, your mom would love to hear about uh, why Ron is so upset about Cyclops. <laughs> so mad. She needs that in her life. <laughs> yeah. I can talk to her directly if you want to give her my number. <laughs> <laughs> Did you bring that up at your Thanksgiving meal? No, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> What are we thankful for? I'll tell you what I'm not thankful uh, for. Exactly. Death of X. <laughs> they right. went into half an hour about the Inhumans and the X-Men, and then they all... Yeah, they all just zoned out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening on the special Thanksgiving episode. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. And we'll talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving again. Christmas time is here. Drawing near Oh, that we Could always see Such spirit through The year